What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Transform Recruiting Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Owens, back from a few weeks of travel. Uh, And in those weeks of travel, I attended the SIA Executive Forum, so Staffing Industry Analyst Executive Forum. And while there, uh, I had the pleasure of being on on stage. I was able to talk a little bit about uh, platforms with uh, a whole panel. I got to attend a number of different things. And and from that, I wanted to kind of give you my takeaways of what I was seeing while there and the themes that I saw. Uh, There were four. And we'll get into just a little bit of all of these. I wanted this to be a, a quick little recap episode. Uh, if anybody has been listening to this for a long time, you know that quick is not my specialty, but I'm going to work on it. Uh, so the four things, digitization, candidate experience, enabling remote work, and automation. So digitization, candidate experience, enabling remote work, and automation. So let's dig into this. So digitization. I had an interesting discussion uh, following uh, the keynote. Uh, Barry was, uh, talking about a uh, couple of different things there Barry, not Barry. Why am I saying Barry? Anyway, uh, after the keynote, uh, we were talking about digitization and everyone's like, oh, we've heard about this for years and years. And yes, you have, you absolutely have. The problem is, or I guess the reason that you've been hearing about this for years and years is digitization. And what is digitization changes? When I started recruiting, we had fax machines that we had certain clients that wanted to be faxed resumes, right? And then we, air quotes, digitized to email. And then we started sending out emails back and forth. That's fine. And then we digitized to uh, from phone calls with candidates to maybe Skype calls. Then we had to digitize to text messages, right? So what is digitization always changes? I think the key theme of what they were trying to say with digitization being one of these main takeaways is make sure you're focused on using the right technologies to enable your job, right? That, that's it, plain and simple. Using the right technologies to enable what I think the number two theme is candidate experience. Because when it comes down to it, the experiences that both are, I mean, candidates, yes, and clients are demanding is completely different right now. This is something that I was talking about on stage uh, that I want to make sure that people really truly understand. Most of what I saw there was built around make your recruiters lives easier, automate this, make this stuff super simple. That means absolutely nothing. That is how you run your business. You could do it on a Google spreadsheet and with phone and email, right? You could. Now, I think there are better ways to do it, but you could. The thing that truly matters are what are we delivering to our candidates? What are we delivering to our clients? Right. If we want to fill a staffing position, we have to give a better experience for our candidates. That's just going to be the way that we're going to win. If we need to fill a high profile role and we've got clients that are really picky, we have to have a better client experience. They're demanding that right now. Think about why. Think about right now, if you were to pick up your Amazon, your cell phone and go to Amazon.com and I was to pick up mine and go to Amazon.com, what we would see is completely different because we shop differently, because we're different people who have different hobbies in different parts of the world, right? We're going to have a different experience. How is your experience different for your clients? How is your experience different for your candidates? It's probably not. I have been in a number of different offices here recently, part of the travel that I was doing, and seeing the ways that a lot of different recruiters are working right now, it is the exact same over and over and over again, because honestly, that's what we've trained since day one, right? That's how we've trained our brand new recruiters. Hey, make this call, say this line, you'll get enough placements eventually to make some money. That, that's how we've always done it with butts and seats. 
we shouldn't be doing that anymore. And that was very, very clear through watching some of these presentations. Um, when, when I think back to what the major disruptions are in a lot of different industries over the past couple of years, uh, I'll just rattle off a few. So we have, uh, Zillow. Zillow was a big one that came in, uh, destroyed the typical real estate process. Why? Because they had transparency into the process. They made it easier to find the information they were looking for, and they didn't have to get bogged down by some kind of gatekeeper real estate agent. That's one. Two, Uber. We didn't have insight into where these people were going to be, when they were going to pick us up of a typical cab. Um, we didn't have availability everywhere we wanted it to be because it wasn't where we needed to be. Enter Uber, and all of a sudden we know exactly where the drivers are, where they're going to be, what their name is, what time they're going to pick you up. Uh, they can pick you up at your exact destination tailored to you. Again, more transparency and ease of use disrupted it. Uh, same thing with the Domino's pizza tracker. Uh, up until Domino's came out with this, you you ordered your pizza. Now we're making it. Now it's getting boxed. Now it's on the road to you. It'll be here. Then it was just call. Hey, your pizza will be there around an hour. And you just cross your fingers and hope it worked. Right. It's not the case anymore. Uh, we have better experiences. We have the ability to uh, provide the transparency to our clients, to our candidates. We have the ability to tailor our approaches specifically for that person. That's what they're expecting. That's what we have to give them. That's what they're getting everywhere else. Why should it be any different with your organization? I think the firms that solve for that are going to be the ones that are going to win going forward, uh, because ultimately that's what it comes down to is the experience that your candidates are getting. That'll get you more referrals. The experience that your clients are getting that'll get you more referrals and trust. That's what they're going for right now. That's why we say candidate experience is so important. Uh, I would add on client experience as well. It's going to be important going forward. Enabling remote work. That to me is important for your recruiters, yes. But what I took away from enabling remote work is this specific scenario. I've been in close to 20 plus offices over the last few weeks. And here's what I've seen. If I am a recruiter working on a fantastic, I don't know, IT security position in Miami, Florida, my coworker sits in Seattle, Washington with amazing IT security candidates. The position that I as a recruiter am filling in Miami could be remote. However, I have no idea what candidates my coworker in Seattle may have for me. And I have no insight into that. They have no insight into the job I'm working on in Miami. There's nothing. So I think when we think about enabling remote work, I think placing across geographies. If your recruiters currently don't have the ability to fill a position in another state because they have the ideal candidate, you are missing money, plain and simple. You are. I've seen top tier firms, like top 10 firms that are missing out on this. I literally sat in an office and I have to tell you this story because it still blows my mind. I was sitting in an office that had someone with eight years of experience in it, their RVP, um, on the west side of a city. Someone walked in the door saying, hey, I'm a forklift driver. I am looking for my next job, my next role. And this person said, all right, where do you work? The candidate said, uh, you know, I work over here. I live kind of in this area. The person without skipping a beat said, oh, I'm sorry, we don't place positions in the we don't place uh, any roles in that 
part of the, the city. He said, oh, well, any any idea who would? Yeah, you can probably call this other office that we've got that's over there that they might be able to help you. Oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? You had an active, outgoing candidate who's already got a forklift certification, who's ready to go, and you had to say, well, maybe call them. They might be able to help you. Oh, my gosh. They didn't even have insight into the other half of the city, like the other side of the city limits. They couldn't fill a position over there. That just, to me, blows me away. So when I'm thinking about enabling remote work, I think being able to place across geographies for remote work of your talent, your recruiters likely are already be able to work remotely unless there's some uh, part of your system that just purely doesn't allow for it. I would say enabling remote work of your talent. That's something we're not set up for. And then lastly, automation. Uh, Pretty self-explanatory. What of your process still needs to be automated and what's holding you back from that? I heard a lot of integration issues. So does this one thing talk with another thing? And I heard a lot of highly manual processes that just still need to be updated. A lot of the excuses that I heard were it's too difficult, where this particular process is so different everywhere else, it just doesn't make sense to automate it. Uh, mostly it's just I heard a lot of short-sighted answers around automation. Uh, One thing that I kept picking up on is everyone taking more of an all or nothing approach or all or nothing excuse to automating. I would say that in the typical process or in the I'll say in the typical firm, how about this? In the typical firm, we've employed these amazing human beings that we call our recruiting coordinators. They essentially handle all of the admin stuff, all of the admin work, the onboarding, the chasing for scheduling, the whatever it might be, so that our sellers can go do what they do best, sell and recruit. We don't, unfortunately, need that type of person anymore. A lot of the things that they were doing can be automated. Um, I would say instead of automating, I would say digitized because it's not exactly automated when you say, hey, go here and schedule your interview, but it's something that could be handled for you. So I guess in a way, it's it depends on what you talk about automating. I'm not going to split hairs here. So I would say automation, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. When you think about automating something, think about what 80% of this entire process could you automate with just a simple little automation? Yes, there's going to be 20% that you can't, but I hazard a pretty good guess that 80% of this could be handled by a simple automation whether it's a uh, email follow-up, whether it's a notification that goes out, whether it's a text message before an interview saying, good luck, simple things like that. I think the largest impact you can have through automation for your business's bottom line, and I'll, I'll say this specifically for staffing, is around contract starts and ends. That's gonna be the biggest thing for your bottom line. There are gigantic top 10 firms that are missing out on redeployment automation. Case in point, if you have someone who is working a potential contract that's a two-month contract, the typical process would be the recruiter finds that talent, they put them out on the job, and over two months, they kind of forget about them. At the end of that two months, a couple things could happen with this candidate. One, they could come back to you, hopefully, because they had a good experience, and say, all right, finish up this contract and need a new contract, and hopefully you can re-engage them and try and find something new. 
The second thing that I've seen happen is in that intervening two months, someone else reaches out to them as in another firm and gets them another gig for when they wrap up. You just lost out on that candidate potentially forever. They're going somewhere else. Or three, that person might get hired full time or converted after that two months because the company knows that they're not going to have to pay a conversion fee if they do something that's able to go around your contract. Those are the three big things that I've seen. But a simple automation of looking at a, I, all right, I know a lot of you are working in Google Sheets anyway. I don't think this is the right way to do it, but I will tell you the easiest thing for you to do in your sphere is put a conditional formatting on your Google Sheet. If someone is within two weeks of ending their current assignment, assignment, you should highlight that row with their name on it red. And you should have one of your recruiters set every single day. Look at your reds, call them. That means that person's about to wrap up. They are already a proven candidate. They are already someone that has been working. They are someone that has not been terminated. They are ready to go for a new assignment. They're already onboarded. They've already got the drug test, all that kind of stuff, blah, 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 done. You have the ability to do that today based on just free tools that are out there on the internet. You could have a free Gmail account, make yourself a Google Sheet, and you could have this ready to go. So that there's no excuse for missing out on redeployment revenue in my mind. Absolutely none. Uh, I think there are far better ways to do it than a spreadsheet. We can talk about that later, but deal with what you got, right? If you're at the point where Google Spreadsheet's working for you, more power to you, go make that money, right? I just think there's better ways. We can talk about that later. But those are my four key takeaways. Digitization, candidate experience, enabling remote work, specifically for talent, and then automation in your process. So digitization, yes, you're going to hear about it forever. Just make sure you're using the right things. Candidate experience. Think about what your experience is when you are loading up Amazon, loading up Netflix, uh, seeing that ad that follows you across all of Facebook. Are you enabling that for both your uh, talent and clients? Enabling remote work. Are you able to place talent across geographic locations? And are your recruiters aware of that? And for automation, do the 80% that you can automate. 80% of your process will still change your entire experience. Try to enable just some. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. Uh, and with that, I will sign off for this quick recap episode of SIA in Miami. Thank you to everyone that came up and said hi. Uh, I know that there were a bunch of people that said they were going to come check out the podcast. So hopefully you uh, enjoyed this episode of my recap. I'd love to talk to you more about what went down there. If you want to come on and, and chat about your experience, I'd love to hear that. You can email me at hello at bradowens.com. You can find more episodes of this at the transform. Whoop. I'm not going to say the transformrecruiting.com. It's just transformrecruiting.com. And I will sign off. I will talk to you all hopefully next week and see you then.